the name of Jesus. You know, I've titled this week's message tonight, What's in a Name? What's in a Name? If you've got your Bibles, would you turn with me to Acts 3, please? Starting at verse 1. And Father, we thank you tonight for that beautiful name of Jesus. We thank you tonight, Lord, that there's healing in that name. There's deliverance in that name. We thank you that there's power in that name. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. And we ask tonight, Lord, that you would move, Lord, in this house, Lord. Lord, we ask that, Lord, that you would speak into some heart tonight, O oh God. We ask, Lord, that someone would cry out your name tonight. What must I do to be saved, Lord Jesus? Lord, we pray that you would have your way in this house tonight, Lord. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord. For thou alone deserves it, Lord. Amen. Amen. Acts 3. We're going to read the first nine verses. Now when Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they led daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. You know, just for a short while tonight, I want us to look at the name of Jesus and what it means to us as believers and what it means to an unsaved world and and the power, friends, the power that is in the name of Jesus. You know, everybody loves to have a good name, don't we? And now I'm not talking about our own names like me, Stephen Nixon, no, but I'm, I'm talking about our characters. I'm talking about our characters. I'm talking about our reputation. I'm talking about who we are, who we are as a person. You know, if we're honest with ourselves tonight, we, we all like to think that we've got a good name, don't we? We all like to think that we've got a good name. A good name about the place, a good name. You know, whether it be in the workplace or, or in the community in which we live in or, or even amongst our, our family and friends. And you know something, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, I think it's a commendable thing to be known to have a good name. You know, the Bible says a good name is better than all the riches in the world. Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States, he said this, I watched my mum and dad build everything. 
Build everything that matters. A family, a home, and a good name. Emmanuel Alawi said, Remember the son of whom you are, because a good name is better than gold or silver. And Charles Spurgeon said, A good character is the best tombstone. Those who loved you and were helped by you will remember you when forget-me-nots have all withered. Carve your name in hearts and not in marble. You know, when you're famous or, or you've done something special, everybody, everybody remembers your name. You know, take, for example, Neil Armstrong. He was the first man to walk on the moon. Almost everybody's heard of him and remembers of him. And or We remember like a George Bess or Pelly or Johan Cruyff. That's for the older ones among us. They're probably one, some of the greatest footballers ever to have lived. Everybody remembers their name. Or, or Abraham Lincoln, probably the greatest president the United States ever had, or, or Billy Graham, the, probably the greatest evangelist there's ever been. And you know, and we could go on listing all the great names of the past. But you know, as time goes on, as time goes on, those famous names of people all seem to slide from our memories. Isn't that right? They're soon forgotten. Just like the vapor just like a vapor that appears for a little time and then whoof, it's gone, it vanisheth away. But friends, I'm going to tell you tonight of one name, of one name that'll never, ever be forgotten, that'll never, ever vanish away. And men have been quoting this name for over 2,000 years. And you know who I'm going to say? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, the sweetest the sweetest name I know. Why have men been quoting his name for over 2,000 years? Because, friends, hear me, his name, his name is above all other names. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name, and given him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus Every knee shall buy of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Ephesians 1, 19 and 22 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is not named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and given him to be head over all things even his church Psalm 8 and 9 says O Lord, our Lord how excellent how excellent is thy name in all the earth Psalm 45 and 17 says I will make thy name I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and forever. Psalm 72 and 17 says, His name, Jesus' name shall endure forever. His name shall be continued as long as the sun. Hebrews 1 and 4 says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath been and heard some tamed, a more excellent name than they. And Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us, for unto you and I a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name, friends, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, 
the Prince of Peace is he. Friends, his name, his name, Jesus' name is like ointment. It's like ointment poured forth. It is the sweetest name on earth. Friends, hear me. No other name, no other name can compare to his name. Not the Queen of England, not the President of the United States, not the Sultan of Brunei or Muhammad or Hare Krishna or Buddha, Buddha, not even the famous names of those film stars and pop stars and sports stars. No name on this earth can ever compare with his name. His name stands alone. He only is Redeemer, Savior, Healer, Baptizer, and Coming King. He only is Christ, friends, the Anointed One, the Holy One. He only is the Son of God. His rank, His title, and His dignity are above all others, friends. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace is He. His name is Jesus. Do you hear me tonight, friend? His name is Jesus. But do you know what the sad thing is? Do you know what the sad thing is tonight? We live in a day when the name of Jesus is treated with so much contempt. Is that not right? It's treated with so much contempt. So much hatred. We live in a day when many get angry. Whenever the name of Jesus is mentioned, it's okay for them to blaspheme and to curse and to make little of the name of Jesus. They don't do it with Muhammad. They don't do it with Buddha or Hare Krishna. But they'll do it with our Lord. They'll curse and blaspheme his name. But you start to preach in that name. You start to call in that name. You start to tell them that Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Well, soon, well, soon you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a response. What is the response? Well, they get angry at you. The abuse starts to fly. They call you a bigot. They call you a racist. They call you a dinosaur. They call you narrow-minded. And just, I've been called all sorts of horrible things. Some even go as far as getting the police. All because you mention the name of Jesus. You know, I've experienced it. Many of us have experienced it doing outreach and in the middle of Belfast. They come right up into your face. They shout and they scream at you. They get offended. All because you mentioned that lovely name of Jesus. You know, I heard a story the other day. It's a true story. And this preacher was asked to go to a very, very important luncheon meeting. And, and at this meeting, there was very... There was a lot of important dignitaries of government officials and whatnot. But at the end of this luncheon meeting, this preacher was asked to close in prayer. So the preacher prayed. And he finished it by praying in Jesus' name. Because that's the way he always finished his prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. And after he had finished praying among come up to him and, and uh, said that he was very, very offended by his prayer. And the, the preacher said, why? why, why what did I say? And he, he tried to recollect everything that he, he said in his prayer. Did, did, did I say anything to offend this? What, what did I say in my prayer to offend this man? But the man said, it's because you finished it by saying, in Jesus' name. I am offended. By the name of Jesus, friends, this is where it's going tonight. This is where it's going in the days in which we live in. And you may think this to be an outlandish statement to make, but 
You know, I can see a day coming in the not-too-distant future whenever it'll be an offense, an offense to mention the name of Jesus. Whether it be out in the streets or in the workplace or in the schoolhouse, you will be prosecuted. Hear me tonight. You will be prosecuted for mentioning the name of Jesus. You know, believer tonight, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something for mentioning the name of Jesus. You know, in Acts 5, we read that the apostles were put into prison for preaching in Jesus' name. And not only that, it says in Acts 5 and 40, And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded them that they should speak no more. Speak no more in Jesus' name. They were beaten and imprisoned all because they preached the name of Jesus. It cost them something. Friends, hear me tonight. It cost them something to preach in Jesus' name. And friends, as I said, it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. The name, the name of Jesus. We may not be beaten or thrown into prison. Well, not at the minute. But there's a cost. Friend, there's a cost of following after Jesus. You know, it could be friendships. It could be family. It could be your your own plans, your own desires, your own ambitions. It could be financially or, or materially. I don't know. But there'll be a cost. There will be a cost. You know, Jesus said these words in Luke 9, 23. If any man, if any man will come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. You know, friend, the cross of Christ is a symbol of suffering. It's a symbol of death. It's a symbol of shame, of shame and ridicule and rejection. It's a symbol of self-denial. And when we as believers take up our cross, we deny ourselves. We deny ourselves. And, and friends, I know this preaching may not be too popular today, but when we take up the cross of Christ, we crucify the old man that's within us. Friends, it's going to cost us personally the name, the name of Jesus. You know, accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and naming his name demands not only believing the truth of the gospel, but also committing ourselves to sacrificially following him. It's going to cost us something. Friends, it's going to cost us something. You know, in our reading, we find Peter and John going up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. And you know, it's good to go to church and pray, isn't it? It's good to go to church And pray after all, that's what it's there for, to pray, to pray. Jesus said, my house, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But at the ninth hour, Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. And at the gate of the temple, there lay a lame man asking for alms, or he was begging for money. He was begging for money. And seeing Peter and John, he asked them for alms or asked them for money. And Peter looked at him and said, look on us. And the man looked at them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Friend, I don't have any money to give you. But in fact, I've got something better than money to give you. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. 
And he, leaping up, stood up and walked with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You know, friends, for the first time in this man's life, he stood up and he walked. He stood up and he walked. You see, in the book of Leviticus, it tells us that lame people, lame men or women, were not allowed into the temple to worship. No matter who you were, if you were lame in your feet, one foot, two feet, whatever, if you were lame in your feet, you were not allowed into the temple to worship and to pray. Thank God that's all done away with now. But for the first time in this man's life, this man stood up and walked with everyone else into the temple or walked with everyone else in the church. But not only did he walk, it says that he leapt and he praised God while going into the temple. Friends, there was a joy that filled his heart. And, and, and he didn't care who saw him. He didn't care who heard him. But he was going to walk and to leap and to praise God. And friends, how many of you tonight remember the day in the hour when you first asked Christ into your heart? There was a joy, wasn't there? There was an excitement that filled your heart. You didn't care who saw you or who heard you. But you knew that Christ was in this heart. And you were overwhelmed. Your heart was overwhelmed just like this man in our reading you know I remember nearly 30 years ago now seven, I said it this morning 17 September 1989 the very night I got saved friends can I tell you there was a joy and there was an excitement in this heart the like I've never known before you know I always said it but it was like a bag of coal anybody lifted a bag of coal I have I'm sure you have a son and others tonight Lifted a bag of coal. But it was like a bag of coal being lifted off my back. And you know, friends, I thought I could float in midair. I thought I could float in midair. Such joy filled my soul. But friend, if you're in this meeting tonight and you've never experienced that joy of having your sins forgiven, well, friend, there's opportunity for you tonight to call out to the name of Jesus. To call out to the name of Jesus and have your sins forgiven and ask him into your heart and into your life and you will have a joy in your heart like you've never had before. Just like the slain man. Friends, you just need to call out to him. There's no rigmarole you need to go through but you just need to call out to him humbly from the depths of your heart. Jesus! Thy Son of God, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. You know, Peter spoke to this man and he said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, rise up, rise up and walk. And the man rose up and walked. Friends, can I tell you tonight, the healing of this crippled man was done by the power of Christ, working through the apostle. It wasn't done by the apostle, no, but it was done through Christ, working through the apostle. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. You know, Jesus said to his followers, concerning those who would believe in him, in Mark 16, 17 and 18, the Great Commission, he said these words, and these signs shall follow them, that believe in my name 
In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Friends, hear me tonight. There's power. There's power. There's wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you be- Let me tell you. See, you see, whenever I was sick, I was diagnosed with a mass cancerous tumor, as you all know, just about a year and a half ago. But you know, you people prayed for me. And people all over the world prayed for me. They called out, you called out to the name of Jesus. You called out to the name of Jesus to come and to touch and to heal me. And guess what? He heard your cry. He heard your cry and he came and he touched me and he, made, and he healed me and he made me completely whole. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Church, hear me tonight. There's healing. There's healing in Jesus' name. There's deliverance in his name. There's forgiveness in his name. There's peace in his name. There's rest in his name. There's salvation in his name. There's victory in his name. And you know, it's at his name that the demons have to flee. It's at his name that the captives are set free. Friends, there is no other name. Hear me very clearly tonight. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. But that lovely, lovely name of Jesus. Peter stated to this crippled man that he had no silver or no gold to give him, but would give him something much more valuable than that. And that something was Christ. That something was Christ. The most valuable thing that any man could ever possess. Christ. Christ was all that this man needed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. You know, there's something beautiful about that name, isn't there? Think about it tonight. Think about that name. Jesus. Jesus' name. There's something beautiful about it. It does your heart good, does it not? When you call upon that name. Jesus. Jesus. You know, the wee chorus says, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. And that's the reason why I love him so. For Jesus is the sweetest name I know. You know, in the Bible, the enemies of Jesus called him many names. They called him many names. He's been called a lunatic. He's been called a blasphemer, a fraud. He's been called Beelzebub, a drunkard, a false prophet. A mystic. He's been called many names. But for those who know him and love him. Friends his name speaks of comfort. His name speaks of strength. His name speaks of salvation. His name speaks of mercy. His name speaks of grace. And his name speaks of forgiveness. You know the song says. Oh how I love the Savior's name. Oh how I love the Savior's name. Oh how I love the Savior's name. The sweetest the sweetest name on earth. I ask you, friend, do you love him? Do, do, you, do you love the name of Jesus? Do you love to mention the name of Jesus? Our friend, maybe you're ashamed to mention the name of Jesus. Maybe you're ashamed to call out 
to that name of Jesus. You know, Jesus says in Luke 9 and 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Psalm 22 and 22 says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise thee? Psalm 86 and 12 says, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify thy name forevermore. Psalm 105 and 1 says, O give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. Friends, do you know? And this is in relation of being ashamed of calling upon the name of Jesus. But do you know that somewhere in the world right now, right now, men and women and young people are being murdered, tortured, or beaten, or thrown into prison, all because they're calling on the name of Jesus. They're not ashamed. They're not ashamed to call on him. It costs them something. Friend, do you know that right now, in the year 2019, the Christian religion is the most persecuted religion in the world? You know, I heard a statistic the other day that said between four and 5,000 uh, people a year, Christians a year, are being murdered. They're being murdered all because they name the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I don't hear too much on that in the news. I don't hear it in the BBC news. I don't hear it in Channel 4 or Channel 5 or ITV. I don't hear Stephen Nolan talking about it in the mornings. Why? Why? Because they can't stand the name of Jesus. Jesus shines his light in dark places. Jesus exposes the sins of men. Jesus convicts the hearts of men. Jesus brings accountability. And Jesus brings authority. But some men don't want to be accountable. Some men just want to be their own boss and do their own thing as they please. They cannot stand to be under Jesus' authority. And some men just can't stand them because of their righteousness. That's associated with his name. It makes them feel uncomfortable. That's why they hate the name of Jesus so much. But you know something, friends? Kings and queens and presidents and all the good and all the great of these lands will come and buy at the name of Jesus. They will cast their crowns before him. Friend, Jesus' name. Jesus' name brings, brings peace to troubled hearts. Isaiah 50 and 10 says, Who is among you? Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Friends, this is a word of encouragement. This is a word of encouragement to all of God's people who walk in the fear and admonition of the Lord, who are obeying his voice and trusting in his name. But at the minute, you're going through a great trial. At the minute, you're going through a great storm. And the way seems dark and lonely. But the prophet of God brings a word of comfort and encouragement to such a person. He says, let him trust. 
Let him trust in the name of the Lord and let him stay upon his God. You know, friends, the winds of adversity may be blowing all around you tonight. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going on in your home, but those winds of adversity may be blowing all around you. You may be walking through a wilderness tonight. You may be walking in darkness tonight. But listen to me, friend. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon your God. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in the arm of flesh, for the arm of flesh will fail you. Don't trust in any man, friend. Don't trust in any creature. No, but trust, friend. But trust in the name of the Lord. Trust in his mercy. Trust in his grace. And trust in his goodness. Proverbs 18 and 10 says, The name of the Lord is... Is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Friends, he is that shelter. Hear me tonight. He is that shelter in a time of storm. You know, I proved it over and over and over again in my life and our family's lives. He's been that shelter for us. You know, Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. Friends, hear me tonight. There's rest. There's rest for those who call upon the name of the Lord. You know, as I come to a close tonight, do you really know? Do you really know about this name? Do you really know what this name means? Do you really know about the power that's in this name? Friend, do you really know about this Jesus that I'm talking about? Do you really know about him? You know, as I come to a close, let me let me finish by quoting this, and I've quoted this before, but every time I read it, does my heart good. And I think it'll do your heart good. You know, the Bible says, My king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's my king. Do you know him? Friends, I wonder, do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immorally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient saviour. I wonder, friend, do you know him? Do you know him? He supplies strength to the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He, he relieves the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. He purifies the meek. I wonder, friend, do you know him? 
Do you know him? He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. His life is masterless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind and you can't get him off your hands. You can't doubt live him and you can't live without him the Pharisees couldn't stand him but they found out that they couldn't stop him Pilate couldn't find any fault in him Herod couldn't kill him, death couldn't harm him and friends the grave the grave couldn't hold him Amen I wonder do you know him I wonder tonight friend do you know him, his name is Jesus his name is Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. Do you know him tonight, friend? Do you? He's lovely. Friends, no other name. No other name. But the name of Jesus. He's healer. He's baptizer. And he's our soon coming king. Friend, if you don't know him tonight, I urge you with everything that's in my heart, Call out to that name tonight. Call out to him tonight. Jesus! Jesus! The Son of God, have mercy! Have mercy upon me. I wonder, could we stand tonight? Amen. I wonder, could we come, Jonathan, Jeff, and Jillian, Patricia? And we're going to sing that song again. Sing the name of Jesus you know if you want prayer tonight come to us afterwards or even come to the front now well, friend will you call upon him tonight will you call upon that lovely name of Jesus tonight he would have none to perish but that all would have eternal life in him call upon his name his name the sweetest name I know Amen